This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. Thanks for joining us. So as we're going through our show today, we're going to be uh, talking about potential tax changes, which is so important. So if you have a question, feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And also visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, you can also click on the radio page. There you can check out past shows because we do lots of educational topics from Social Security, 401ks, IRAs, and definitely subscribe to the radio show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But don't hesitate to reach out to Chris and I if you have questions because financial success starts right here with asking good questions because you can't know everything, but you can ask the questions that are gonna relate to what's important for you and your world. So you can definitely call to set up a face-to-face meeting and ask some questions. And we're gonna be talking today about the um, changes that might be coming with the Biden tax plan because a big part of finances that we always talk about are taxes. We talk about, it's not so important how much you make, but it's what you keep that matters. And so what we wanna do is is kind of get into that. But before we start talking too much about that, let me check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Tara. It's great to be here with you. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, you the other day. Uh, I was telling you before the show, my uh, parents old horse barn. My dad was out there working and uh, fell. So I got to go take care of him. Our parents, as they age, we've got to help them out. And so uh, that just ties in with what we talk about here on the show is you have to plan for retirement and for long term care, things like that that. But I was thinking about you and Chris and the horse barn you've got out there and your horses, because my parents used to have horses, they, uh, but their riding ring and their horse barn is sat empty a little while. It's sad. Right. Uh, I miss the horses. Uh, yeah. And I think about that because most of my horses are getting older now and I'm thinking, is it time to get a new one and start again with the young one? <laughs> but it's, it's almost seems a shame to have a barn that's empty. <laughs> well, yeah, just, that's, that's, that's tough. So, uh, and they, they've thought about, you know, maybe, uh, letting a, a neighbor, um, you know, a teenager keep oh, a horse yeah. there. And so, oh, yeah. uh, that, that would be nice. Cause there would be animals around again. And that would be nice for them to see once in a while, like her riding through the yard out, out there on the farm. So, yeah, I mean, there are, there are options. So, uh, speaking of options, I can't wait to dig into our topic today, Tara, but first, how have you been, how are you and Chris doing? I know Chris is probably busy meeting with folks and taking care of clients while we're just chatting away here on the radio and on the video, right? He is, Tony, and and, and just it's getting really busy writing a book. So I, I could tell you what, it's I'm glad I have a whole team behind me helping me with everything. But it's it's yeah, it's it's getting <laughs> it, uh, the deadlines are coming. <laughs> 
So let well, and I know how seriously you. you take deadlines. You're very organized and, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of the opposite of me. I'm not always deadline oriented when I should be, uh, but you're very on top of things, very deadline oriented and organized. And that's why I think you do such good work for your clients, but it also comes from your military background. Uh, and I know you take that deadline seriously. So you're probably really pushing yourself at this point to get that book done, aren't you? Well, I, I'm really working about it because, you know, I want it to be a book that's of value to people. I want people oh, sure. to read it and go, oh, this really helps. I don't want it to be just another checklist of here's how you set up an IRA and buy some insurance because a monkey can do that. What yeah. I want the book to do is be something that's really a resource for people and helps them understand like, oh, OK, here's what I need to do. And here's how I'm going to have some financial success. So, sure. um yeah. So that's why this topic today, Tony. And, you know, I think I don't know how you were raised, but I was always taught as a kid that you don't talk about three things. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion and you don't talk about money right? <laughs> in polite company. And on today's right. show, we're obviously talking about money, but we're also going to talk. <laughs> well, we're talking about taxes. And what I my goal today, Tony, is that we are not political. This is yes. not about politics today at all. What right. we want to talk about is what's the reality of taxes, because good or bad or ugly, you, you got to know what you're dealing with. Yeah. And, and so what we want to do is talk some facts today about what's happening, because part of your financial success is when you sit down with your CPA, you want to be able to ask good questions and, and make sure that you're not paying more than your fair share of taxes. Right. Exactly. Min everybody wants to minimize that tax burden. And so uh, and we see that the money being spent on stimulus. And again, we're not going to talk about politically whether it's good or bad. It's just we know that money's been spent. So we know that money has to come from somewhere and we know eventually taxes have to go up. So it, it's you have to plan for that. Exactly. And so we're going to take a very high level approach in our discussion today. But again, Tony, for folks listening, here's the takeaway today is if something catches your ear, make a note and make yep. sure that you either call Chris and I or you talk to your CPA or whoever's preparing your taxes and get a good answer to make sure that you're taking advantage of everything that you can for yourself. Yeah, and that is what the so goal important. of for today. Yeah. So and we're talking about we're going to break down the Biden tax plan today. Right. He's proposed uh, his administration has a, proposed a, a pretty comprehensive, uh, large tax plan. And uh, we're going to dig into it and talk about what it might mean for our listeners out there. Correct. Yeah. And we got to emphasize, Tony, right now, it's just a plan. And so it's going to be debated and negotiated and changed. And then after that, it's going to have to pass both the House and the Senate. So yep. after all of that, it potentially it could be signed into law. So long story short, what we're talking about today are things that are on the table for discussion. And and so that's what we want to get into. But here's the thing is the plan's first significant component component is the article that addresses is there's a proposal to restore taxes back to the rates that they were before. Okay. So Biden's tax plan would repeal some of those tax reductions that were passed in 2017. And the, so what that means is that top federal income tax rate would return from 37% up to 39.6%. Yep. And then that corporate rate would go from 21% back to 28%. So it's okay. kind of going back to where it was before is what sure. the proposal is. 
Sure. For at least that top rate and for uh, corporate rates. Uh, what does this mean, though, Tara, for the average person? Well, and I think this is really important for everybody out there listening. So listen closely here and because this is a great question. So we're talking, Tony, right now about people who make four hundred thousand dollars or more. Itemized deductions will be capped at twenty eight percent instead of the percentage tax rate that applies at higher tax brackets. And the rates would be tiered in such a way that people that make less than $400,000 of you a year are not gonna really face increases. So I think that's really important for people to hear. Hmm, interesting. So uh, I'm sure the notion that incomes below that 400,000 level won't be impacted by a rate increase is a relief to many of our listeners. Uh, but give us a little more information about what might happen to those with incomes north of $400,000. Right, Tony. And so this is where you need to listen up as well. So taxpayers whose income is more than $1 million would pay the same rate on investment income as they would on wages. And this is called the uh, carrier interest loophole. And what this really means though, is if you're familiar with it, is capital gains rate is a tax rate that's currently 20%. And ordinary tax rates are usually higher and they have interest. So what this would do is it would allow people to who make more than a million dollars to continue the high fixed rate participation in their funds while contributing very little, if any, capital investment. But that wouldn't be possible if the Biden tax plan changes that. So essentially what it means is that they're, they're trying to level out what you pay and there's not going to be as many exceptions. Yeah, no, they're going to cut out some loopholes uh, for the wealthy. Um, and I think that's a good breakdown you've given us. So what does the Biden plan have to say about corporations? I know uh, there's a lot in there about that. There's there, And this is one, Tony, that's always bounced around a little bit. And I see it happen I, just even since I've been you know around for like the last 50 years. So, yeah. and in the history of the, the country, that's not very long. Uh, the corporate <laughs> tax rate would jump from the 21% back to 28%. And so while that feels like a lot and you hear it hyped up in the media, it's really, it's not a huge change from what it's been historically. So um, in an effort to block companies from avoiding taxes entirely, all corporations would be subject to a 15% alternative minimum tax on profits of 100 million or more. So basically, Corporations would be on the hook to pay either the regular tax or the alternative minimum tax, whichever is greater. And, and additionally, Tony, the Biden plan is going to go after companies that export jobs overseas while incentivizing investment in infrastructure, green energy, transportation and manufacturing. So the idea would be to boost taxes from the current 10.5 percent to 21 percent on global intangible low taxed income. Okay. So what the, really what they're looking at trying to do is to say, you know, corporations need to pay um, their fair share and they're trying to incentivize companies to keep business here in America. Because right now, a lot of companies go overseas because it's cheaper yeah. and they pay less in taxes. True. That that is true. And so, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it is hard to tell what impact those tax changes on corporations might have on stocks. And people are looking at the stock market and wondering how this whole big plan is going to affect that. So, uh, you know, uh, we're going to watch this as it progresses. And I think it's important to talk about it and know what's being proposed and how it might affect you. 
I was just say, I agree that it's so there's and this is where it gets a little squirrely. Right. And we talk about the market and how there's these different kinds of risks. And what we're ha- we're going to see, I think, over this next few months is what we call the political risk. Right. Where the market is responding and taking action on what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? And that's why you just want to kind of hold the course and wait until something actually gets passed in the House and the Senate, because until something's passed, it's not set in stone. But we are going to see some, I think, some volatility in the market just because everybody out there is trying to go, well, if I had my crystal ball, what would it say? <laughs> and and this is, we try to stay away from that, I think, Tony. When I do the when I do financial planning with people, I like to create plans that are very steady and predictable and not, we don't get caught up in the ups and downs of what's going on with Congress. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, during the show today, that's why we're talking about a lot of the elements of this Biden tax plan proposal and discussing how it might impact you and your financial strategy. Uh, It's been a great show so far. How would you like to kick off this segment? Well, Tony, I would just say if anyone has any questions that they could definitely feel free to put some comments in the live stream if you're watching it. If you're watching this later, you can definitely give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 or visit the website and contact us through the website if you have a question. So what we're going to talk about now, Tony, is we're going to get into how does the plan address benefits for both individuals and families? And and so before we get into this, I just want to remind everybody, right, Tony, that this is a plan. It's just a proposal. We're not getting into politics. (laughs) We're just talking about what's on the table for discussion. And um, so one of the things that's always interesting, though, is what about the benefits for individuals and families? And and there are some interesting nuggets because right now the plan is touting new and reworked tax benefits for working families, including tax credits that are often refundable rather than simply tax deductible because who everybody likes to get a refund and part of this this part of the plan is really targeting the lower and middle income workers with similar savings that current deductions often provide to higher earners that's good and tax credits are always better than tax deductions as you've mentioned before and i think making sure your tax strategy does reflect all of the options available to you is one of the best reasons possible to work closely with a financial services professional like yourself like you and chris tara because you know i'm not a tax preparer but i do believe that the american tax system is an absolute well, let's say mess. <laughs> and it's a labyrinth. So having a partner to help you through it is a smart play. Yeah. And I think that's right, Tony, is because it's the government, right? So when we have a, yeah. the tax code, we never get rid of a law. We just add more. Yeah. And, and so it gets more and more complex because we don't just clear something out and, and start over. We just keep adding. And, and yeah. that's why it's so crucial to have that team to help you and that CPA and the financial planner to, to look through it. But sure. so this first credit, though, I really like it's focused on children. And Tony, I'm a big believer that if we take care of our kids, that's our future. Yep. And, and you know, I don't have kids, but I am the oldest of six and I have lots of nieces and nephews. <laughs> and guess what, Tony? I live in a community of people who have kids. And so yes. I want everyone's kids to do well. So I just I think kids are very important whether they're yours or mine or whoever's kids kids matter 
And yeah. so this first credit is looking at expanding eligibility for child and dependent care tax credit to provide up to $8,000 in credits for certain expenses for low and middle income working families. Wow. And so currently the maximum for this credit is $3,000. And this proposed plan would cap the credit then at 16,000 for multiple dependents. And I don't know, Tony, I have um, my nieces and nephews are all in that younger age group. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of money to pay for child care. Oh, it and, is crazy. Expensive. And here's a nugget that I didn't know. Um, I have my neighbors work in law enforcement. And it's it's really sad, Tony. But one of the things that they look at is the reading level in third grade is a predictor for how many of these kids are going to be future uh, future in jail. Oh, and wow. it starts that early with a child's education in the third grade of, of how well they're reading and writing is a predictor for how many of these kids are going to end up in jail. So for me, as a person that lives in a community, I would rather the kids that live around me be productive members of society. Yes, exactly. And, and I would be yeah. happy to give them a tax credit today if that means yes. that they're going to get the education they need young. I, I, that's an investment in myself. <laughs> well, yeah, that's huge. And so so I I think that's a good idea as a country of something to look at. Uh, The second thing is the child tax credit, Tony, would be made completely refundable and grow from two thousand to three thousand per child between ages of six and 17. So that would provide a thirty six hundred dollar per child credit for kids under the age of six. So I am very interested to see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, I, I I read about that and my wife and I are like, yay, because we still have uh, a child between the ages of six and 17. And so that $3,000 tax credit is great. It used to be 2000. Now they've bumped it up to three. And so, uh, or at least this plan would if it goes through. So we're hoping, uh, we're looking forward to that. And it sounds like good news for listeners with kids still at home. Uh, but how about our favorite subject, retirement? Exactly, <laughs> what do, right? What does, the, what does this proposed tax plan have to say or how might it affect retirement? Well, quite a bit. So, you know, I mean, they're going big. So one substitution of a tax credit for a deduction that current law allows does apply to retirement savings. So the Biden plan includes a rule that would balance the tax benefits for contributions to 401ks and other retirement plans across the entire income spectrum. So depending on the proposal's finer details, which, again, this is still a proposal, um, there could be a substantial impact for high income earners. So specifically, if the potential revision of the 401k contribution offered a taxpayer with a marginal tax rate of 35 percent, a 20 percent tax credit, Rather than the president deduction, the tax savings for the current maximum yearly contribution of 19000 would drop from 68 to 39 Boy, wow. that was a mouthful, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But basically, uh, yeah, the... Um uh, it, it, it would go down the tax savings uh, there. And I think people, you know, it's again, it's it's a matter of what goes through. But that is interesting. So uh, I've heard the Biden plan, though, also addresses health insurance costs. Uh, it does, Tony. But I wanted to, to add one more thing to that. So looking at okay. um, with the 401ks, right, sure. if, if the code changes how you can have tax savings. This is why we look to look like to look holistically at how you're saving for retirement. And you have more than just in the market and just your 401k and you have insurance and you have different things 
And part of what drives how you save your money is where you get the most tax benefit. Mm. So this is where it's really important to sit down with your financial planner and your tax preparer to say, you know, I'm not going to get the same savings I I was getting potentially. So maybe I want to look at shifting, you know, how I put all my money into the financial world. So this is just something to to put in your head as you're listening is if you think your checks is going to impact how you save for retirement, there's more than there's more vehicles to get it done. Right. We always talk about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, insurance, annuities, real estate. There's all these different pieces to like on a game board to pick from. And so part of which one of those things you use and how you put them together depends on how taxes are going to impact. Yeah. Taxes, uh, taxes are the deciding factor on so many decisions you make when it comes to saving for retirement. That's a good point. And you got me uh, excited, Tony, talking about taxes and retirement. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, every, everything, everything to do with retirement planning uh, revolves around the tax situation and tax benefits or tax burdens uh, with a lot of these uh, savings vehicles for retirement. So, uh, and then I, I wanted to uh, ask about uh, the, I've heard the Biden pl- uh, plan also addresses health insurance costs. Uh, what can and you tell us is, about that? This is hugely important, right, Tony? Because when we look at retirement, one of the biggest things we have to plan for, the, the known unknown, I like to call it, is healthcare. Because we're living longer, which is the good news. The bad news is you're probably going to have some expensive medical bills at some point. And what we don't want to do is create a plan where you have, you know, an injury, you go to the hospital, you get sick, and then that takes money out of your nest egg. So this healthcare insurance cost is really important. And yeah. so the Biden proposal is calling for increased access to health insurance. So that sounds good on the face of it. Yeah. And as written, the plan would also provide refundable tax credits for insurance premiums that are intended to limit family spending on premiums to a maximum of 8.5% of your income. And Tony, I know a lot of people out there, when you're paying for health care, I think one of my clients referred to it as their condo without a roof. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for mo- For some people, for families, it might be more than their... Uh, mortgage payments, which it's, is crazy. It's 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 really it's it's crazy, and it's crazy because it's different depending on where you live. But yep. here's another thing that I really like, though, for my retirement listeners out there is the plan. It talks about maybe providing some tax benefits for people who purchase long-term care insurance. Ah, and there you go. That is a definite thing that we always want to have because here's the thing about long-term care, right, Tony? With a couple, the first person is going to be okay. It's the second person who's to die who's going to be in the pinch. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because all the resources are going to go to that first person who becomes the surviving Ill, spouse, the surviving yeah. spouse. And so mm-hmm. having long term care insurance is very much a critical part of a good financial huge. plan. It's huge. And so if that version of the Biden plan <clears throat> got signed into law, the tax benefits for long term care insurance could potentially be a, a real benefit that would come out of it. But again, it's all this is all discussion yeah. at this point. Well, and it is so far, Tara, it seems like the proposed plan has this wide net that's seeking to offer some benefits to a variety of people. Right. Uh, right. Ideally. And, and I would like to think, hopefully, that Congress is representing all of America, not just, yeah. you know, just your contingent. I would love to see us become to be able to remember that we're all Americans first. Yeah. We're all in it together. Right. That, that would be I, the ideal world. Yeah. I wouldn't may be it? too idealistic. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's impossible. It just seems that way sometimes. 
Uh, sure, it really does. <laughs> so, um, so here's the next thing I, that's interesting is the Biden plan is also talking about offering a credit for first time home buyers. Oh, and so that's always nice, right? Because yeah. if you don't come from a family with money, then it's hard to buy that first house because you right. need that 20% down. Yep. And when you're at just new out of college and you're starting a family and you you're you're trying to pay off college loans and buy your car, it's hard to save up 20% down to buy a house. Yeah, it is. And so so that would be again, I think Tony, things that help our families and help our kids, I think an investment in in our people is is could potentially really be worthwhile. Yes. I and make I would our agree. country stronger. Yep. And I and agree. So, I would like to see that and, and like to get away from saddling our young people with so much debt early on in life. And, and so sure. uh, anyway, we're not talking politics. What's, what's next? <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, it says in, and uh, that credit, uh, the, uh, the first time home buyer credit, uh, how much would that be? It, it looking at $15,000. Oh, wow. Wow. So that's, that's to help you get there. That, that, that is. Down. And and that first time homebuyer credit could really provide a, a boost to a lot of younger Americans out there. So um, what's next in the in the plan? Well, the plan right now is also talking about student debt help. Ah, and that's been a hot was, topic. Well, Tony, it is a hot topic. And let me just tell you. So here's the thing is my mom went to med school when she was 42. OK, so wow. she is now 72. Yep. And she is going to be paying her student loans with her social security. How's that for crazy? Oh, it's that's not just terrible. a young people. It's not just a young people thing. Student debt is student debt. And we have a lot of people that are going to school older. So, wow. so having help with debt, you know, would be great. So this plan is going to provide tax relief for, you know, people with student loan debt. And so it would offer more robust forgiveness and some deferral rules and currently the loan forgiveness must be reported as income. So that's kind of kind of crazy that, you know, you, you got rid of yeah. the loan, but then you're having to count it as income. So it's not like real money, but under the Biden plan, the assistance would forgive the balance of the outstanding debt after 20 years without creating a tax liability. So, uh, so that would be interesting as well and very helpful. Cause I just, you know, my doctors and my lawyers and my, all of my professionals just they have a lot of student debt. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, my son is, uh, he j he's graduating this year with a four-year degree in biology, and now he's going to go on to grad school to become a PA, a physician's mm -hmm. assistant. So he's going to, and that's, you know, that is money. Uh, he has some debt from the four years, but we, you know, uh, we tried to get as much of that paid for as possible as he went. And he, he tried, he went to somewhere relatively inexpensive. He found a good deal and a good school with a P pre PA program. However, uh, grad school is another matter as well. And so he's going to build up debt for that. And so, uh, college costs have just exponentially increased. I mean, as much or more than even healthcare. So, uh, the student loan forgiveness in and of itself is an issue that a lot of people are trying to keep an eye on out there. A lot of our listeners as well, because there are so many different proposals right now floating around that seek to address this and it's a hot button topic. And of course, like everything else, people make it political, but it is a, a problem for millions of Americans right now. Yeah, it's a really good point, Tony. And it, it doesn't seem all that outlandish to think 
that what's an abidance plan may become law, but some of it will, some of it won't. But right. the student debt proposals are making the rounds. Hopefully it will just prove to be uh, fodder for discussion so the lawmakers will start to think about how they can help our country's young people. Uh, well, you know what? This has been a great show, Tara. It, we're out of time. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? So right. definitely give Chris and I a call, 719-210-4242. If you want to sit down and take a look at what you're doing to make sure you're maximizing and taking advantage of everything you should be taking advantage of, you know, how much is enough and are you in control of what's happening? All right. Well, Tara, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio, and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.